Hello, 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 people of the internet. Good morning for me. Good afternoon for Nick. Welcome to episode 10. That's right. We made it to double digits, people. Episode 10 of the Mediocre Happy Hour. Nick, how are you doing, bro? <clears throat> I'm doing all right. Uh, I do not have COVID. <laughs> I didn't transmit COVID to you through the internet. Uh, no, contrary to popular belief, you cannot transmit COVID through the internet. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, man. I was I was watching this Jim. I was watching Jim Gaffigan's new special on Netflix, and it was so funny. He was talking about COVID, and he was like, he's like, what's the symptoms of COVID? He's like, everything. Everything's a symptom. Asking questions, that's a symptom. Do I have COVID? Yes, you probably do. <laughs> You get on the internet and uh, what are what are new symptoms of COVID? And it just lists like everything. It's like <laughs> dry eyes. Oh no. What are the symptoms of COVID? <laughs> Number one, curiosity. Dang it, I've got COVID. Oh <laughs> yeah, dude. man. Everybody's getting it. It's like the worst. Literally Every, the worst. Everybody's getting COVID. My whole family got it. My daughter got over it. My mom and my dad got it, dude. It's just like I'm tired of it. What about your I, sister? Your sister's still good? Yeah, she doesn't want my parents enough to go visit them, so. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. But didn't they all go to her house for, like, Christmas? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, my oh, sister's like... been. <laughs> no, she's she's been good. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, man, where we were all together for Christmas Eve, uh, pretty much before we knew that my daughter had it. And I'm, like, 90% sure that that's, like, how everybody else got it. You know what I mean? Right, probably. So, and it, it just spreads like crazy. It's, it's insane. And, and if it's not COVID and people are just getting sick and it's just like, uh, ridiculous, yeah, it's, man. It, it's like you spend a day clearing your throat and then, you know, like you're thinking about it. You're like, do I have COVID? See, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do I have COVID? Uh, I, I've sneezed more than once. I sneezed one time. COVID. It's definitely COVID. You, you never know. I know, you dude. It's know. it's insane. I'm just glad that I'm feeling better, man. I'm going back to work tomorrow, so you know, that, it's actually like it's one of those things where, like, once you're off work for a certain amount of time, especially for being sick, you're you're kind of like you're kind of excited to go back. You know, it's like I want life to to resume and things to get better again. I know, and then like your first hour at work, you're like, I kind of wish I still had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, life was way simpler when I didn't have to come in. Life was way simpler because I drive a Lincoln. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> is that your, uh, is that your Matthew McConaughey? Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking out of my coffee cup right now. You know, my coffee cup says, all right, all right, all right on it. So it's fitting. <laughs> it's subliminal messaging. <laughs> oh, hey, in other news, uh, I have Smash Brothers again because I bought it. all right from like like six episodes ago where your son lost your game case and all your games no 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 no, no, no. don't don't put that eagle on him it wasn't my son that lost shit it was my wife oh is it it was the missus yeah oh man i still put that eagle on me ricky bobby yeah i still Um, bring it up but uh i think we're um, back up to like we're back up to like seven total switch games from like 40 so it's not too bad 
that'd be a fun segment to talk about in a podcast. Like what are, what are games that you've, uh, you know, sold or gotten rid of or lost or whatever that you've rebought, like those kind of games, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, when we were growing up and they had like, you could trade in your games to get new ones. Did you ever do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't originally do that. Like I was always the person that like held on to all the games I had and just took like really good care of them, but there would always come times for me, especially if I wanted like a new console where I would take all my old games and systems and everything. And I would just go trade in like a pretty, you know, a pretty in-depth collection and then just like, you know, get rid of all the old stuff to make room for the new stuff. Cause like, even though I keep it and keep taking care of it, you always think like, I'm going to go back and play this and, and you never do, you know what I mean? Right. You never do until you sell them all. And then all, there's like some weird opportunity to go back and play something. And you're like, well, I, I wish right. I could. Um, but yeah, so like I used to trade in all my games and I did it a lot. And I'm sure you remember, even when I was uh, going to college up there, we'd yeah. always go to GameStop and I was always trading stuff in. Uh, yep. But uh, I haven't. So like now that I'm older, I don't do that anymore. I don't trade games in. The only one I really honestly regret, which, you know, I can't fault myself too much because I was like 10 or 12 years old, but like, I wish I wouldn't have gotten all my 64 stuff. Oh yeah, dude. Cause that stuff is so expensive to, to get now. Right. Uh, and I mean, of course I had, I had everything and I had Super Mario, I had GoldenEye, I had, you know, um, even like I had some random games that I remember that I really liked. Like I had this game called Chameleon Twist that was super fun. Um, that I played with my dad and like we had a good time playing that and like I really really wish I would have kept that game because now just that cartridge itself if you can even find it is like 60 bucks minimum <laughs> yeah you probably paid more than that when it came out though because in 64 games used to be outlandishly expensive and they were all different prices this was like right? 64 it was before they had like a, <laughs> a set price point so like some games would be 80 bucks some games would be 40 bucks it just depended on the game yeah, like the eight, I think the more, one of the more expensive ones I remember was Donkey Kong 64, which I also had. And I was talking to a friend about that recently. And that game came with that expansion cartridge, you know, because like oh, the yeah, 64 yeah, you... didn't have enough memory to play the game. So you had to buy the game with the expansion cartridge, which turned it from 64 yeah. to like 128. Right? Which is dumb because they planned for it because they put the expansion bay in there when they launched the console. So they knew they knew going in, we're going to have games that ain't going to run uh we'll so this is this the nintendo 128 now. yeah exactly uh, was that what it was am I, am I remembering correctly was it an extra 64 that you put in there uh i don't know we can google though i'm sure google google can tell us since i'm like likes I'm to like... write in on our twitter or send emails <laughs> <laughs> it's okay we'll get there Let's see expansion pass yeah i'm pretty sure it was Pretty sure it was. Excuse my coughing, by the way. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm still like, I'm over. I'm over COVID, but this stupid cough just. Ugh. Yeah, it was 64. Yep. And of course, you could buy it separately, but I, I remember that it came with um, Donkey Kong 64. That was the first game that like required it, and that game was really fun. So that's how I got mine originally. But man, I had such a good 64 collection, and I wish I just I wish I would have kept it. But you know, hindsight's 2020. 20. It's like when like you're talking about you're a, a kid. Like I really wanted the original Xbox, which we talked about, and Halo and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, when you're 10, it's like you don't you don't have a job or whatever. You do stuff for your parents and make money like here and there. But it's like, how do you get the console that you want? It's like we trade in 
what you have and you, you know, hopefully get enough money to get the console in a few games. Yeah. Yeah. But, or you trade in, it's all, seven it's games all good. And you get one game and then it turns out that that game's not very good, but you don't have any more games to trade in. So you just trade them in for the, the one crappy game. So, right. <laughs> this game's going to be so good. Five minutes in, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake. I did it. There were so many, so many of those in my childhood. But uh, much like when I buy, you know, when I used to buy CDs or anything like that, I went solely off the cover art. <laughs> Dude, I still do that. That's what this vinyl. This album looks so dope. Put it in. I don't like this album at all, but at least it looks cool. I made a mistake. <laughs> I. I read in one of my Facebook groups that uh, CDs are are making like a major comeback this year, um, along what? with vinyl, which is yeah, which is kind of interesting. Like Can I still have a huge CD collection. So uh, we were talking before the show, and I, I told you I went to the uh, the German equivalent of a Best Buy, right? Right. And uh, it, had, it has the largest CD section I've ever seen in my life. Like old Best Buy level of largeness. Yeah, bigger. So really, because okay. this, this building is the size of a super Walmart, but it's all tech. It's all tech and like uh, kitchen gadgets and stuff like that. They even had some pretty cool kitchen gadgets. You want to spend a thousand dollars on a cappuccino machine? I got you, fam. I, I do. I was just I woke up this morning and I'm like, that's all I want to do right now. <laughs> all I want to do is have some fun. <laughs> For um. For the listeners that obviously probably don't know, when I st- when I started at Best Buy back in 2005, and Nick was working there during that time too, there was a time where half of the Best Buy store, literally half of it, was nothing but music, movies, and games. Um, yeah. That's how many CDs Best Buy had at the time, and I was actually like the media, like sales guy at that point in time, um, and that's when Nick and I were buying I, all that stuff. It, it might have been even closer to like three quarters, because it was like yeah music movies games right and we're gonna lump that all in together as like cd <coughs> right and then yeah. uh you had like this small dingy car audio corner and then you Which had is like, still there <laughs> yeah and it's even worse now because like i like unless you're really into like car audio most people just don't care right because we all we all bluetooth our phones or apple car player phones or android auto our phones to our car and that's how we listen to music now so like don't really care about the subwoofers and the tweeters and the the whatever like like used to be when we were working there but uh right. you know su- super small car audio corner a super sm- like you had like a corner of tvs and then an even smaller corner of like high-end home theater mm-hmm. and then uh and then like geek squad and the computers and that was it this was also at the, the time where the TVs were massive. So literally, you know, you go into Best Buy now and all the TVs for the most part are mounted on the wall. So you can see them and be like, oh, that's what it'll look like at my house. But, you know, this was the time frame where the TVs were huge and, and literally there were shelves in the back of Best Buy where these huge TVs just set on literal shelves. And, uh, you know, that's how you would display them. Uh, yeah. And they also weighed like a thousand pounds. You know, and it was yeah. the uh, the time of you had to transport the TV a certain way. If you like, especially if it was a plasma, like you if you put the the screen side down, the weight of the plasma to crack the glass. And it's mm-hmm. like 
It's like you can you can blindly ignore those warnings that are like this side up, and you're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Nowadays, you I mean, it still says this side up, right? But for the most part, your TV is going to be just fine. Right. And then you had to turn the TVs off every day, uh, you know, because of burn in or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, and then they also had like the the burn in period, right? Uh, I remember when I was working there, I would sometimes like help assemble TV stands and TVs and stuff with the uh, with the home theater guys. And they used to just be talking about like, hey, so when people are looking at TVs, if we're not around and they'd give you like the little pointers of like, hey, so if it's a brand new TV, tell them that the picture quality will improve because there's like a burn in period where the colors aren't fully like whatever. I don't even think that's a thing anymore. Right. Like you turn your TV on and it's good to go. I don't know. It could be wrong. pretty pretty much with any of the 4K high end TVs. Yeah, there's there's basically no burning period at all. There's like a little bit of period if you want to get your TV uh, calibrated to make like the colors even better. If you're like a huge home theater nerd about it, there's like 500 hours of like required time. But I mean, right? I mean, the mo- mo- most of it's handled now by like an internal processor in the in the TV itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, this was we should mention this was also before the the era of smart tvs we didn't even have an iphone yet yeah dude this was i mean it's crazy like we i mean we, we could definitely t- have a whole episode i'm sure just based on that but yeah this was 100 pre-smart tvs and like cost wise just to put it in perspective um i bought a regular dvd player not blu-ray just like a regular dvd player and it was progressive scan which means that it would like hopefully not skip i bought that with a 30 i know with a 32 or no sorry it's a 26 inch sony lcd tv it was a silver tv with my best buy discount and i bought those two things with like an hdmi cable and i remember paying around like 1200 dollars. oh yeah i mean and this was like Blu-ray wasn't even a thing when I started working there. It wasn't until, uh, nope. what was it? The PS3 came out that Blu-ray really kind of took off. But even then, like to buy a Blu-ray player just that played Blu-ray movies, you were like four or 500 bucks and it would only play oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. movies, right? And then there was the whole HD um, DVD debacle. I still have my HD DVD attachment for the Xbox, by the way. I was just about to mention that there was five movies that came out for it. (laughs) Yep. There's, there's the HD HD DVD slash Blu-ray war where it was like, do you want to buy an Xbox with the attachment or do you want to buy a a PS three or like a standalone Blu-ray player? But at the time, the only standalone Blu-ray player, the best buy sold was literally a grand. And there was five movies that you could pick from for it. Or you could work two jobs and pay $600 for a PS three. Remember that? Exactly. Well, and that like honestly made the PS3 a no-brainer because it's like, do you want to buy literally the cheapest Blu-ray player on the market that can also play games that also has like at the time a limited amount of smart features? You know, I mean, everything is is relative, right? It's like you got to remember like technology at that time that was beyond state of the art. Yeah, I'm going to come in with a hot take here. Probably going to be a super unpopular opinion, right? So like, but the PS3 did not sell well. I remember on launch day, you could walk in and just find those on the shelf. Like, Mm -hmm. because it was $600. No, like, and we're talking $600. When did that come out? 2008? No, 2006, seven? I don't know. I'm going to do another, I'll do another little Google search. I don't remember. What's your, what's your guess? 
I'm going to say it came out 2006. Because I don't remember. So we're talking about the PS3, right? Yeah. It, it I'm going to say 07, just to be different. It no, might have been 07. Right. 06? No, you're right. 06, it came out it came- uh, November 2006 in Europe, or in North America, I'm sorry. And then Europe was uh, 2007. So I guess technically we're both right, but the North American release was 06. Right. And, and so here's the crazy part, right? Is the Xbox 360 at the time was the more popular console. Uh, right. It, it came out first. They were coming out or it came out off the back of the original Xbox, which was only around for like two or three years. Cause they kind of came out at the end of the generation just to step into the market. Um, and Halo was like the biggest selling thing on the planet. This is like pre-Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare, all that stuff. So the Xbox 360 was more popular and Microsoft had partnered with the HD DVD. I think the only reason we have Blu-ray instead of HD DVD is because the HD DVD players were not manufactured fast enough. Right? And uh, they were a little more expensive, if I remember correctly. So I think, I think the, they uh, were, I remember them being around the same price. Uh, like just the attachment for the 360 was, uh, I, I want to say like 200 bucks. Um, but it did give you a movie. I'm pretty sure it was King Kong. Yeah, King Kong. There were a few exclusives on HD DVD. Um, I want to say, man, my memory dude right now is like, I'm. it's like, I, I think I'm, I'm 99% sure I'm right, but I'm like second guessing myself. But I remember Lord of the Rings, I think, was on HD DVD as well at the time. And that was the only way you could get it like high definition. Right. So I think, I think manufacturing issues with getting HD DVD players into the hands of people, mm-hmm. uh, along with, I, I think a lot more studios uh, just, they, they went the Blu-ray route because if I remember right, an HD DVD couldn't hold as much as a Blu-ray. So a Blu-ray if it was like 50 gigabytes and I think an HD DVD was slightly less. Uh, so it was easier. You didn't have to compress as much to put to put something on a Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just weird because normally the more popular, like, you, you know, could you say PS3 is kind of what made Blu-ray a thing, but they were literally not selling so i don't know uh i don't i wouldn't say ps3 made blu-ray a thing i think more yeah. production studios just adopted blu-ray over the hd dvd format it was a weird time to um this is this is a fun conversation i like this but like this was um it was a weird time though too because like i remember having to talk to every person that would come into Best Buy, I have to explain to them, you know, what HD DVD was, what Blu-ray was, why they should care, like all of that stuff. Because, you know, I mean, even, even to this day, I still talk to, you know, I still talk to clients about stuff like that with TVs and technology, because like anything new at all, it's like people, they just don't know. And, you know, you only know what you're told. So it's like at the time, you're trying to decide between two pieces of emerging technology that, of course, now are the standard. But when you're like in that moment and you're like, well, what do you mean Blu-ray and HD DVD? Like I have my regular DVDs and my regular DVD player. Like there's nothing that's ever going to be better than that. You know what I mean? Like at the time. But fast forward and you're just like, oh, okay. And then there was the argument. or And then you had like the little nuances, not even an argument. You had like 1080p versus 1080i, and you could get either or. 
you know, P obviously being the better one for progressive. Um, you know, but then people are like, well, they're never, that's not going to be a thing because you can't even watch TV in 1080p. You know? Right, exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Exactly. And like, even that kind of stuff, it's like, you, you know, you're always going to have the people that just don't care, which is 90% of the clients that I deal with on a daily basis, you know, and then you'll have like the 10% that, that do care. Like I, I got, yeah, I know you're the same way as like me, where you could go into Best Buy even today and you could look at a TV and you can see like the motion of a certain TV and just be like, no, I would, I would never buy that because that would drive me crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'll stand next to two TVs and I'll be like, well, this one has better colors, uh, you know, and, and I'm not like a frame rate snob or anything like that, but I can definitely tell the difference between a TV that's broadcasting something at 120 frames versus something that at 60, you know, but that's just me. Most people can't. Right, exactly. And that's the other thing, too. I, sh I shouldn't say that not everybody doesn't care. I think some people don't care. But for others, it's just literally like if you can't tell the difference and there's a $300 difference between two TVs, buy the more affordable TV. You know what I mean? Like if you literally can't tell the difference. But if you're, I guess part of it's just I've been at Best Buy for such a long time. I, it's almost impossible for me to listen to speakers or look at the TV or something and not like pick apart every part of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like I'm not an audiophile by any means, um, which is why when when I need audio equipment advice, I'm like, hey, Josh, uh, what are some good speakers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really understand what makes them different, but okay. I'm like, Nick, the, this is what you want. These are only 20 grand a piece. Totally worth yeah. it. I remember I was looking for speakers for my, my turntable and all the options you were giving me, I'm like, Google them. I'm like, oh man, this is not cheap. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but those are like the really good ones. You could probably just get something cheaper. And I'm like, yeah, but you've, you've <laughs> told me that these are the ones. Like, <laughs> I think, I think you landed on some really good ones. The ones that you bought, um, honestly were ones that I, I wanted to buy for myself, but I ended up going with something a little bit, uh, let, well, actually, I'm sorry, not for my, uh, I was, I was looking at speakers for my computer at the time and yeah. I, the ones I recommended for you, I was going to get for my computer, but I'm like, I don't really want to like get those for the computer. Cause I don't think I would care that much for that. But in, for my record player, like you got yours for, I would have totally bought the ones that you bought. Yeah. Well, I bought the Bluetooth variant. So they also work with my computer. It's great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cause you're, cause you're a smart guy. I'm a smart guy. I was a little sketched out when they arrived though. Cause they didn't arrive in like a uh, commercial packaging. I, I want to say they arrived from like Taiwan. So this is probably something that fell off the back of the back of the truck, if you will. Uh, and, but they weren't in a box. Like they were inside like bubble wrap, but it was just the speakers and the speaker wire. And that was it. And I was like, man, for as much as I paid for these, is there like some commercial packaging I can get here? And then I was like, Oh, I don't know if they're going to work. And then I had to move to Germany and I didn't get a chance to like plug them in before I moved. And uh, then they got here and I was like, oh, okay, they're not broken. <laughs> so. Right. Any, anytime that you order anything like that, you're just like, what is going on here? Yeah. Like a uh, matter of fact, something I ordered from Empiricon got canceled and I can't, I don't even know what it is because they didn't tell me. I just got an email saying I was being refunded. Um, it was like one of the vinyls you ordered. Yeah. I, I think it was one of the ones I ordered and maybe it's just not getting in or maybe they Maybe they refunded me because it took so long. That might've been it too. Cause I don't think I'm missing anything. It might've been the with anything or uh, with confidence. Sorry. 
Right. Well, that, that one did take a little bit longer um, to get there because you, you just recently got that one. Yeah, no, that came out forever ago. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and that one's that's such a good, such a good record, though. Um, if, if anybody missed the last couple episodes with confidence is the band Nick is talking about, listen to the single uh, anything off of there yeah. is ridiculously catchy. Ridiculous. Um, but and by the way, all the new vinyls I've received lately are still in the uh, plastic. <laughs> all, all of mine. I'll do you one better. All of mine are still in the plastic inside the box that they got shipped in. I haven't even taken them outside the box yet. Well, I get so many boxes that show up that I have to open them to see which one's what. Cause like, I don't even know, like the other day I walked downstairs and there's obviously a vinyl sitting on the table. So, you know, something that I had shipped to my door here. And I was like, right. did that just get here? And they're like, yeah, like five minutes ago. I was like, what did I order? <laughs> I know it, it always, it always works that way. I opened my mailbox the other day and I had uh, three vinyls just sitting in there. And I was like, that's so cool. And they all show up at the same time. Like I got the two Reliant K records that I ordered, um, which I was super excited to get. I got a Forget and Not Slow Down from like 2009. And then I got mm-hmm from 2004. So I got both of those. And then I had an opportunity this week to buy uh, one of one of like the kind of grail records that I really wanted for my collection um, from somebody in my Facebook group. And it's just one that doesn't pop up a whole lot. So I kind of, I pulled the trigger on that. Um, so that one that I got is one we've talked about on the podcast before, but it's a uh, less than Jake, uh, hello rock view. So I was able to oh, nice. add that to my collection too, which is super, super sweet from limited edition or Facebook. just, uh, it's the original, um, like peach colored pressing from 1998 so it's uh this is not like a repress or anything but yeah it's it's crazy to me that like you know but that long ago you know over 20 years ago they were still doing uh like colored pressings you know what i mean it's just like obviously i wasn't even into vinyl remotely at that point in time but it's cool they still around yeah yeah that's uh that's neat i don't have any new vinyl to to talk about really other than apparently i ordered like 12 variants of the dropkick murphys <laughs> so well it's been uh covid has been very bad for me uh you know physically because obviously i didn't feel good but it's been bad for my wallet because i've just been sitting at home and i'm just like because you're oh, bored <laughs> yeah and i'm just like oh there's this vinyl oh cool there's this vinyl and i'm just like i need to stop myself like i have nobody here to stop me i need to call you and be like nick talk me out of this right now and you're like no dude you should buy it it's affordable and i'm like i hate you <laughs> it's, it's affordable it's not that bad you'll thank me later <laughs> you have a credit card right josh and i'm just like shut up oh man it's so bad though, dude. It's just like, literally you have to force yourself to not look. I mean, I just got done texting my buddy telling him to not buy a $1,000 box set. Uh, Cause he's a big yellow card fan. And one of the band members of yellow card is actually selling this on like the, uh, like on discogs, like that third party website. Um, but it's a like grand, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, Oh yeah, man, maybe, maybe yeah. pump the brakes on that one. It's cause some of the stuff on discogs, like, you got to look around cause like a like Discogs is kind of like an online auction house in a video game. Some stuff is just overinflated. Yeah, hundred hundred percent, man. Like I saw a um, this is the first example that comes to mind. But I saw a uh, August Burns Red like vinyl set for one of their records, and it was like a bunch of seven inches in like a little kind of flip book. And some <coughs> excuse me, somebody on Discogs wanted like fifty or sixty bucks for it, and then uh. 
I, I remember, I forgot where I saw it, but like on a, some other website, they still had like new inbox copies of this exact same thing for like literally half the price and free shipping. Yeah, like sometimes Discogs is kind of like the scalpers marketplace, right? They know something's hard to find and they're like, yeah, so $1,000 sound good? All right, cool. I, exactly. $1,000, but it's broken. So we got a deal? <laughs> so we got a deal? That's like, um, so <laughs> when throughout moving in the, in the military, um, my Rock Band 4 peripherals got broken. Oh, no. And do you know how much it costs to buy a new set of Rock Band 4 peripherals that are no longer made? They're expensive. <laughs> You're like a thousand dollars. And I'm like, cool. I don't want to play rock band that bad. <laughs> right. Hey, they're still putting out new music for rock band too. Seriously? Yeah, they, they do like new songs every week. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, matter of fact, I think this week's drop was uh, it was a real big fish song actually. <laughs> Which one? Uh, I can't remember. One of the people I follow on Twitter took a screenshot of it and i was like oh neat that's pretty cool actually and then i immediately googled rock band for peripherals and was like yeah this this is why i don't play that game this is so expensive so expensive yeah just another example of stuff that like you never think about at the time because i had i had guitar hero stuff i had rock band stuff i had the peripherals you know and and i got rid of it because i was like i'm I'm done. I'm not going to play this anymore. And it's like, now I wish I had it for my daughter to play. And, you know, cause it's super hard to get. And it's just like, man, where yeah, were you on that one? Cause, cause at, uh, at some point, like we stop hanging out in groups on the weekends and stuff all the time. Right. Because you, you grow up or you have kids or whatever. So it's not something you do all the time. And uh, like rock band's kind of a party game. Right. So if you're not having parties, it's not like you're sitting down to play rock band by yourself. Right. That's true. And, and if, and if you do, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but like most people aren't right. right. You're not going to like sit down on a Saturday. Like I'm going to play nine hours of rock band. No, I'm going to rock the world. Yeah. So that's why we get rid of those things. And then you're just like, Oh man, I wish I had them. Right. And ultimately, I mean, I, I don't know, man, we've, we've all gotten rid of stuff over the years and you can't really worry about it too much. Like I'm, I'm glad I kept, I'm glad I hung out of my CDs though. Like that's probably one thing I I'll probably will never get rid of, you know, I mean, I, I just have so many CDs that are like out of print and super hard to find now. And it's kind of like the vinyl. So it's like, I really don't see myself getting rid of my vinyl collection either. You know what I mean? It's hey, just like, just, I just guess, wait for the for the resurgence and then there'll be some limited edition CDs and the limited edition part will be like uh, new uh, limited edition cover art. And then here we are buying, you know, $40 CDs because we're dumb. Well, one of the biggest reasons I, I think I've talked about it on the podcast, I know I've told you about it, but one of the biggest reasons why I'm in the market for a PS5, um, not only so I can play games and have a PlayStation again, because I do, I am a huge Sony fanboy, like I'll totally admit that, but I want like, I want a CD player, you know, to play like all the CDs I have. And of course I could go buy a CD player, but those are pretty expensive now too, especially if you buy a vintage one. So it's like, well, why not buy something that can do CDs and games and everything? Hey, hey, Josh. What? Hey, you have a computer, right? Yeah, I could buy a disc drive for it. <laughs> it's a whole lot cheaper. <laughs> But it's not plugged into my receiver, bro. I'm, I know, could, but you could though. I could. I definitely could. 
You could, or yeah. you could just invest in a, a nice pair of Mackies that are Bluetooth. That's true. Why do you, just, why do you have to have the answers, man? Why do you have to I'm have just, the answers? I'm just saying there are cheaper ways to do this, but I understand why you want to do what you want to do. There's cheap ways to do this, but I want to do it the expensive way. You can say it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but uh, um, so let's see. Uh, so CES, Consumer Electronics Show, happened this last week. Did you, uh, did you catch any news from that? Only what you told me. <laughs> I haven't really been watching a lot of stuff yet. I mean, it's not like you've really been busy, so I don't understand why you wouldn't try to tune in, but okay. You, you know me. Um, so I guess like the coolest part of it all is uh, AMD announced new processors. Uh, and this new, they so like you, you understand how a processor works, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't want to insult anybody's intelligence, but you normally have like some onboard cache. And I think most processors these days come with 64 megs of onboard cache, right? And that just allows you to like cache operations and whatever, take some of the load off the, the CPU. Um, so it'll run, it can stay running faster and you don't create a bottleneck, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so they have this new thing called 3D cache and it's like a virtual cache. So uh, the first chip to have it will be, it's a 3800X and it's the 3800XD. And it's going to have, I want to say, an additional 64 megabytes of D cache, which is this 3D cache, uh, which increases the performance by like 20%. Dang. Yeah. Making it the, the, the new best processor for gaming on the market that's currently available. It comes in, comes out in like a month. So it'll be like impossible to find. Someone will be charging like $2,000 for it. Uh, and it still works on the AM4 platform. Uh, so you don't need to buy like a brand new motherboard if you're already rocking like an AM4 series CPU. But the more exciting news is in the fall is going to be the AMD 7000 series. Uh, processors and that is going to be a brand new platform it's going to work on an lga socket uh so whereas like amd chips right now they have pins on the back of them you insert it the pins into the socket you know uh have you ever mm -hmm. messed with an intel processor you know how they're all flat on the bottom i actually have not really well not take that back i have messed with them a little bit i've had more experience with amd but i, I do know what you're talking about yeah so uh, moving to an LGA socket, so the pins are going away on the on the back of that processor, um, and it's I think it's going to also rock that 3D cache. Uh, but they're switching to a new platform, so you'll need a brand new motherboard. It's going to be AM5 uh, is the socket type, or what they're branding it as, but it's going to support USB 4.0 and DDR5 memory along with PCIe Gen, I wanna say they said Gen 5. So we're, we're in Gen 4 right now, but I think they said Gen 5 on the PCIe. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, so who knows how much they're gonna cost. Uh, their, their entry level processor, probably like 300 bucks. You know, with an entry level motherboard, probably like another 300 bucks. And then your, your upper echelon, if you will, probably be like, I don't know, close to a grand. Dang. But uh, they showed it off. They showed it off playing Halo Infinite, actually, uh, just to prove to people that, yes, they have working, they have working CPUs. 
and they they showed it off and they said all cores and they didn't say how many cores there were but they don't make anything under an eight now uh they said all cores were running at five gigahertz so wow it's gonna be dope yeah it's it's gonna be dope so like probably closer to e3 or uh, maybe even Computex, which I don't know if it's going to be virtual or not. Uh-huh. They may show, they may show uh, more often show you like the benchmarks and stuff like that. Um, but they didn't stop there. They announced uh, a new graphics card. So they have their, their Radeon, you know, 6,000 series uh, GPUs. And I think right now they're at 6,600 XT. They announced a 6,500 XT and said that that's going to be on par with like an RTX 3060 in terms of performance. Uh, So like a good 1080p card, you know, if you're not gaming in 4K or whatever. Uh, And they said the suggested retail price is like 300 bucks. So it'll be like a thousand. Dang, dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, for as much as I keep up with technology and I do, in a lot of ways, the, the one the one area that I do not keep up with near as well as you do is the computer graphics cards, like um, you know, all that stuff. Like you're you're way more on top of that than me. Like like that stuff moves so ridiculously fast. It's just it's so hard to keep up with. That's all I was gonna say. It's just like it's crazy how fast that stuff moves. And then yeah, and then so to not be outdone, Nvidia had their part of the conference, and uh, so you you've heard of an RTX thirty ninety, right? Uh-huh. And you've heard that that card is capable of doing 8K. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what if I told you that because we still can't buy their video cards, uh, they announced the RTX 3090 Ti. <laughs> uh, I, I would not be surprised. <laughs> uh, it has, uh, I don't have the spec sheet in front of me, something like 40 teraflops of GPU power. Which it just sounds sounds funny to even say that teraflops. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody really knows what a, a teraflop is, right? But like, just think about it. Just think about it in terms of power. So I think the thirty ninety had like thirty teraflops. So you're getting ten additional teraflops. Uh, and there's there's all the specs. It's just a super beefy card. Probably going to need like a fifteen hundred watt power supply to even run it. Um, and I don't even really know what it, what it's for, right? Because they don't make eight K computer monitors. Um, I guess if you're hooking your computer to an 8K television, sure, right? But uh, just a super overkill card um, that they announced that no one's going to be able to buy. And even if you could buy it, the, I think the probably starting retail price on it is over three grand. And just just some uh, you know, just some pocket change. Yeah, yeah. And then they announced a budget card too. Um, I can't remember. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, to be announcing, you know, new graphics cards when we can't even get your current ones. Right, exactly. That's the most ridiculous part right there. <laughs> and then apparently Intel, Intel of all people, is on track to release their big Arc GPUs, which are going to be discrete graphics cards made by Intel. And some of the leaked benchmarks say it's promising. That's crazy. You know, That's they're, awesome, man. They're, they're hitting like, you know, RTX 3070 levels of performance. So if you can just one more competitor in the marketplace, maybe it'll help even out prices. Right. Finally. 
And then uh, I guess like the last super cool thing I saw at CES that I was super excited about was uh, Razer is coming out with a modular computer desk. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so like the way it is, is the desk has like built-in touch panels that are customizable. And then this whole desk is powered off of a Razer laptop with obviously a, a discrete graphics unit in there. But one of the options actually includes a 65 inch screen built into the desk. That's so crazy. Like everything would be integrated. And they showed like different configurations. One of them had like audio controls built in on the, on the top of the desk. Uh, one of them had like a wireless charging section of the, of the desk. And it's just a concept, so it's not coming out anytime like super soon. But when it comes out, it'll be a pretty neat little way to to build like a computer setup. That's cool, man. I'll be in the market for a desk at some point. It's the time I got this like just basic wood one I'm using right now, which I'm I'm thankful for. It it works out well. But you know, when I move stuff around and start just changing things, like uh, something that's a little bit more specific will be really cool. I have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I use a basic IKEA wooden desk with legs screwed into it it's not super fancy but it, it works the um, ikea collapse <laughs> yeah the, the ikea is something uh the ikea nah. <laughs> yeah and in retrospect i probably should have like sanded it down and stained it for like some sort of protection because every time i spill a drink or or something i've got stains on this desk from like drinks and and computer coolant and whatever else See, man, don't, don't be drinking drinks at your at your computer, man. What are you doing? I, I've, I've only spilled on a keyboard one time. <laughs> Just once. Um, but boy, uh, as long as you don't have like food and stuff in your keyboard, you're doing all right. <laughs> oh, that'll happen, especially once my daughter starts coming in here. Little freaking hobbit hands. <clears throat> right. That's the thing. When you got kids, you can tell them like, hey, you need to eat at the table. And then they see you and they're like, why aren't you eating at the table? And you're like, what? What's that? Yeah. What's that over there? Because <laughs> I don't make a mess as you like end up dumping your plate or something. Yeah, exactly. And they're just like, oh man, you have kids and then you realize that they, they watch every single thing you do and call you out on it. And you're like, stop it. You're not supposed to be this smart. You quit this yeah. right now. Pretty soon you make them eat in the kitchen with the door shut. Right. Um, so funny. But so yeah, true. so that was, that was CBS. <clears throat> uh, nothing super crazy came out. I mean, they, they talked about like some new computer monitors, new TVs, of course. Uh, but yeah, that was it on the uh, on the on the CES front for me. Anyway, that's the only thing I cared about. That's still good good uh, knowledge of what. Like I said, I, I'm likely you keep up with that stuff, and you've always been good about that. So I I think it's cool that you're able to uh, bring that to our listeners as well, you know, and educate me because I like I said I don't keep up with the near as well as you do. Yep. And then on the video game front, um, a remaster of GoldenEye leaked with an, with an Xbox achievement list. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so I guess the story goes, this was supposed to come out as part of like Xbox Live Arcade back in the day on 360. They had those, mm -hmm. this remaster. And so Microsoft was in talks with Nintendo and MGM because Nintendo and MGM kind of share the license to GoldenEye even though Microsoft bought Rare, who made the original GoldenEye. Uh, so right. they were in talks, but while they're in talks, I guess Microsoft just built it. They just built the game. Um, and then I guess MGM found out that they had already built the game before getting approval. So they just shut the whole deal down. 
Oh, damn. Uh, and the game never came out. But then the other day, uh, an achievement, like an official achievement list, uh, populated on a website called True Achievements, which is like an achievement tracking website. Uh, so and then cool. it'll show you how many people have achievements. And there was two people on that list that have achievements. And when you when you Google the the people, they're both programmers for Rare. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, so nothing's been announced yet, but this is a big anniversary year for uh, the James Bond franchise. So there is uh, rumors and speculation going around that this is an Xbox exclusive um, that may also come to Switch because you know Nintendo. But uh, that it, that it may it may get released as part of like this anniversary year. That's awesome. That's actually really cool news. Like that's one of those things where you know people have mentioned it before. Like why don't they remake this? Why don't they remake this? And of course, it always comes down to licensing and money and stuff like that. But it's it's obviously a no brainer. Like if there's a way for them to release it you know, and have it be functional, have it make sense for like everybody involved. Like it is a no brainer. Like it would sell like crazy and the multiplayer, you know, of course they'd have to put that back in there. That would just be insane. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's just a remaster and we all have rose tinted glasses when it comes to gold nine anyway. Cause if you go back and try to play that game now, it is not good. <laughs> like, the, the AI is garbage. They all like literally will just stand in a line and let you mow them down. Right. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if maybe they fix the AI and, you know, it's, it is a very early first person shooter. So it has the very early first person shooter vibes. Hey, uh, I'm sorry to do this, but I gotta take a, I gotta take a, uh, urgent phone call real quick. Um, give me just a second. So, uh, if you want to talk about some more like games and stuff like that, I'll be right back as quick as I can. All right. All right, man. All right. Sorry. All right, man. So, like, the last thing uh, I guess we could talk about is Ubisoft Plus is coming to Xbox, not Game Pass, though. Just like going to be available on your Xbox. Ubisoft Plus what? What else do you get? <laughs> uh, it's a uh, plus one plus a little bit of COVID. Plus a little bit. Uh, <laughs> if you get the, no. it well, you get COVID if you you know, you get the freemium edition, but if you pay for the premium, you can bypass the COVID. That's, that's a good deal right there. I'll take that. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, excuse me. So what does that, uh, what does that entail? Do tell me. Well, you, you used Ubisoft plus on Pla uh, pass to play like Assassin's Creed. Um, or what else did you play on there? Didn't just Assassin's like Creed. Uh, just, yeah, Assassin's Creed Vanguard was the only game I've, or not Vanguard, wow. That's Call of Duty. Wow. <laughs> it's early. Uh, Valhalla is what I meant to say. Um, yeah, that was the first yeah. first one I played on that. So so essentially, it literally has every Ubisoft game um, all the way back to like the original Splinter Cell, if you have it on the PC. but uh, That's cool. The original Splinter Cell is a great game. Yeah, so like, uh, and you get all of their titles day and date. So like, let's say they announce a new Splinter Cell. If you have Ubisoft Plus on your Xbox, on day one, you can play it. Doesn't cost you anything extra. It is a monthly fee on PC. They're running uh, $14.99 a month, I think. Okay, yeah, it's about the running rate for stuff like that. So so right now, it 
it is coming to Xbox. It's not going to be rolled into Game Pass. Um, but if you remember, EA Access did the same thing. They they were on the platform and then they rolled them into Game Pass eventually. So I, I think the hope would be eventually you could roll Ubisoft Plus into Game Pass, maybe even increase the price. I'd pay $20 a month if I had, you know, probably even 25 to be honest, if I had the Game Pass plus Ubisoft Plus plus, that's a lot of pluses, EA, uh, <laughs> EA Play, right? So you figure for $25 a month, uh, you pretty much have all of the big publishers, uh, third-party publishers, uh, you know, day one access. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good model, dude. Like to get that to get that much content and not have to like buy all those games individually, like twenty five bucks, you know, a month sounds like a lot, and it's a good chunk of change. But like to not have to spend sixty bucks or more a game, you know, when a new release comes out, like that's totally worth it. Right. And, and I don't know, like we, we play a lot of games. We don't buy a lot of games anymore, but we play That's a lot true. of games. Um, but if, if you figure your average consumer maybe buys a game a month or two. Um, so, you know, you're paying less than that and you're still getting access to all of it. Granted, you don't own it. Right. Cause it's a, it's a digital copy, I guess. Right. You don't own the rights to it. If you don't pay for the service, you don't have the game. Um, but man, it saves you so much money. Gaming just gets a whole lot cheaper. That's true. That's that is the trade-off. I think the last game I physically bought, like for a major console, was uh, Final Fantasy, um, the remake on PS4. You know, uh, that was the last one where I was like, I definitely want a physical copy of this game. And I bought a few like Nintendo Switch games as well. But you know, the 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 big one that like regular, you know, sixty seventy dollar games. I think I bought the deluxe edition of Final Fantasy because that game is just so good. And then uh, along with that announcement of the Ubisoft Plus coming to Xbox, Rainbow Six Extraction is on Game Pass day one. In nine days. In, uh, yeah, January 20th, I think. Watch some videos on that. That looks super cool. It's a PVE co-op uh, experience built on the Rainbow Six Siege engine. Any, with the, any, any PVP in it? No, no, no. This is just PVE. Um, okay. So, so the idea is, and, I, and I'm not 100% sure, uh, I'd have to do some more digging, but I think you run levels and they're randomly generated uh, and you fight like this alien outbreak. Um, here's the catch though. If your operator goes down in, uh, in the match, then that operator is unavailable. Uh, like for how long? until you do a rescue mission to rescue them and you have to complete that mission. That's, that's kind of intense. Yeah. And then there's like a risk reward thing where you have a main objective, but there's also side objectives. So you can complete the main objective and extract, but if you complete side objectives, you get more rewards. I don't really know what the rewards are. Um, just, I watched a preview from GameSpot and the only complaint they had was uh, a lot of the operators that have like breaching abilities for destructible environments aren't mm -hmm. available in this mode. That's interesting. And, and they said it was a very horizontal, like there's no threat of enemies coming up from underneath you uh, or on top of you. Pretty much they, they're going to be funneled at you or like in a, on a horizontal plane type of deal. That can still be fun if, they, if it's done correctly, you know, because that's like kind of how outriders is another games that we played where there's just a lot of enemies you know and you're working away through the level so that can be fun but it has to be done like correctly 
Yeah. So I think that is definitely a Josh and Nick game, you know, hop in PVE. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about like, you know, actually being good. Right. We just, you, we kill the computer players and we're like, we're so good at this game. Yeah. We're so good until we get one shot by an alien. And then we're like, well, we're never playing this again. Oh, well, this game, this game's broken. This, that guy has wall hacks. I hate at it. least we didn't pay for it. Oh man. It's so true. Even games that have PVP are like, you play the PVE stuff and you're like, okay, I'm ready to go into multiplayer. Like, I think I can, I think I can do this. You want a multiplayer, you know, you get headshotted immediately and you're just like, I hate this game. <laughs> I hate this game. Uninstall. Thanks. Call of Duty. This game's the worst thing ever. You're like, I, I, you know what? I can, I can hold my own. I can do this. I suck. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, so yeah, so so that that is coming day one, which is kind of a big announcement. I mean, it's it's not a sixty dollar title, but uh, I know a lot of people were definitely watching it as something to to look out for. So don't have to pay for <coughs> Game Pass, uh, PC as well. So I think it's exciting. It's always it's always cool to have something new to look forward to something new to play and it's it's also fun to play games that you don't normally play because like historically i'm not a, a big rainbow six person like i like the tom clancy games but splinter cell is the only uh franchise of his i've really like dipped into and played basically every game like i played all the splinter cells um but i've just never really been that into rainbow six but like if i could download it you know what i mean like you're saying and not spend 60 bucks on it i'd be way more inclined to play it so that's another cool thing about game pass you know it's like you have the opportunity and the ability to try out a bunch of stuff and you'll probably find a game that you like that you wouldn't bought otherwise because you're like well i'm already paying for the service so i'm gonna try this out yeah and i believe if you're interested i think siege is also on game pass so you can you can download siege and try it out when siege first came out <clears throat> i was super into siege i played siege for for like four months straight that was the only game i touched um, and you got and you got into like Onyx, Silver, Diamond League because you're amazing at the game? Well, I mean, I got good. So when I first started playing ranked, wasn't that good. Um, but eventually I got good and had like a regular group of people that I would play ranked with. Uh, you know, not like esports good, but you know, like, I'm gonna, you know, let's, let's get the kids together in the neighborhood and whoop their ass good. <laughs> but uh, Love it. But yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of excited for Extraction. Uh, you know, we're always looking for new co-op games to play because that's pretty much how you and I game. Rarely do we game separately. Right. We do sometimes. Uh, yeah. We, we talk about games together. Like what we were playing through uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm still trying to do. Uh, still trying to finish that game but dude that game is a lot longer than i uh, than i expected like i knew that it was pretty lengthy but i'm like man this game is still going like the story's still going <laughs> yeah like uh it's a i think they said it's like around 20 hours which is pretty good for a, a single player game yeah and i'm um, taking my time and looking for collectibles and stuff so i'm probably like drawing that out even a little bit more but it's like dang like this game just keeps it's like the energizer button just keeps going and going <laughs> did you uh did you ever play dying light mm, no that's the zombie game right yeah, like the free-running first-person zombie game. It's also co-op, by the way. No, I've not but played when, that. But when you play co-op on that one, I believe that the, the enemies get harder. Um, however, so Dying Light 2 comes out like February 4th or something. Mm -hmm. They just released how long it's going to take to beat the game. Uh-huh. 500 hours. That's insane. Yes. 500 hours. No, that's way yeah. too long. That's I, apparently that's a completionist run. Like you're trying to get everything, platinum trophy, all the achievements. Um, 
non-completionist run though they said is around 200 to 250 dude that's insane and that's and that's a that's single player uh like narrative quest and side quest non-completionist so you're not even doing all of it you're not getting all the unlockables all that stuff like 250 hours that's ridiculous and that game looks pretty sweet like i've watched some trailers uh don't know if I'm going to get it right away because let's be honest, man. Every time I buy a zombie game, I never play it. <laughs> never except, Resident, except Resident Evil, you played that. Well, yeah, like I don't ever beat it though. So like Resident Evil 7 is not, yeah, is it, no, 8. Village is 8, right? Uh, no, I think it's, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Super right. action heavy. Pretty much a first person shooter, right? Very little zombie. Uh, and I still can't do it. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's not my thing. I'm not, I'm not a scary game kind of person, but I buy them all the time and then I just never play them. Right. I, I pretty much only played the Resident Evils. And uh, I've, I agree with you. Like the new one's super, super different. I'm a big fan of like Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorites. Uh, 5 is actually, 5 is like my most oh. favorite. 5 is an amazing co-op game, which we still have to play that together. Uh, mm. 5 is just an amazing co-op game. I absolutely Now that love you it. bring up 4... I also bought Resident Evil 4 for the Oculus Quest. Oh, yeah, you did. The first-person uh, version of it. Yeah, it's like a like the VR version. It Apparently, it's really good. Uh, haven't booted it up. Just It was on the store. It was like 29 bucks. I was like, okay, sure, why not? Uh, plus, okay. it, it, I, if I remember, I, I heard 4 is pretty action-heavy as well. It is. Uh, four, 4 is. Have you ever played through the enti- entirety of 4? Uh, no, because when it originally came out, uh, I hate zombie games, and I'm kind of a baby when it comes to scary games like that, and I couldn't make it past the the, the opening town. So, dude, I have so many funny, I have so many funny Resident Evil Four stories that uh, that Stephanie, I'm sure, would love to tell our, our mutual friend Stephanie, because the first time I played Resident Evil Four was on the Wii, because it was a special Wii version where you know you could use the the uh, Wii Mote. Oh, it sounds so weird saying that nowadays, but you could use the Wiimote um, very similar to like the, the VR version that you have now, you know, and that would be like your gun. And then you use the little nunchuck in your left hand because I'm right-handed to like run around and stuff. And dude, there were so many failures when I was playing through that game for the first time. I did eventually beat it, but I literally played through half the game not knowing that you could sprint, which is like a huge skill you know that you need in Resident Evil. And so Stephanie's like, are you sure there's no way to sprint? Are you sure there's not a run or a sprint button? I'm like, Stephanie, like I've looked through the manual. It's not there. Like I'm not an idiot. And so like four hours into the game, I look at the manual again and I'm like, oh here it is. It's called sprint. <laughs> it was under the public event, right? dude <laughs> i make myself cough now it was so funny though because she's i'm like i've looked everywhere it's it, there's no run there's no nothing and it was like halfway through the game where you're trying to like get under these um these bolt like that boulders with these pillars that come smashing down and try to crush you and it's possible to get through them without sprinting but it's really 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 hard so i'm like how do things so do you get past this part this is ridiculous i hate this game and then the other major failure of the game was uh I guess I can spoil it because the game is like, you know, yeah, years I've, old. I've watched point. videos on how it ends, but yes. But at the very end of the game, you hop on a jet ski with like the president's daughter or whatever. Yeah. It's like the girl that you're rescuing and you're 
driving this jet ski out of a collapsing cave trying to escape and for the life of me dude i swear this was like a a cut scene that you that i was watching so the jet ski takes off automatically i have the controller in my hand i'm sitting there watching the game i kind of leaned over you know looking at the tv really intently i'm like okay this is going to be a cool cut scene in the game on jet ski takes off just (laughs) immediately crashes into a wall huge explosion you're dead and i was like what i was like that's anticlimactic and so it like it reloads and stephanie's like are you sure you're not supposed to control it i'm like stephanie it's a cut scene like she was basically right the whole time and i'm an idiot and so i i touched the joystick and i was like oh yeah i guess i was supposed to steer this out of here oh my gosh dude it was so funny like to ask her about it next time you talk to her she'll tell you yeah it's uh I don't know. So pretty excited to try that out. Uh, I don't think there's a sprint option for the VR. I think they had <coughs> some concessions because uh, it, it kind of uses like the teleport mechanic. Oh yeah, that's true. Because like, because if it's, it's VR, it's like kind of a, you have to control it a different way. I, I think there's a room scale option when you boot the game. Uh, but unfortunately I don't have an, a completely empty room to, to mess around with room scale. So why not? You got kids in a family and stuff. What are you doing? Oh dude? yeah, man. Yeah. They, uh, they take up quite a bit of space. You don't have an entire, you don't have an entire room dedicated specifically for gaming right next to your other room specifically dedicated for vinyl. Dude, come uh, on. N- no, no, I do not. Come on, man. Your kids don't need toys. You don't even put vinyls in the fridge. You're fine. <laughs> you don't need food. It's all good. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I picked that up. Um, and just so you know, God of War comes out Thursday on PC. Like in, like today's Tuesday, so in like two days? Yeah, so in like two days, it comes out on PC and it has like all the unlocked frame rate and the, the newer features and, and stuff like that. So you want to play that at like 165 frames a second, it's there for you. And that'll be a Game Pass game too? Oh, no. <laughs> No, that's gonna be it. No, no, no. Full, that's a that's release. a Sony. Please give us your money game. That's a, a Sony. Give us this is game's game is a hundred dollars now, but why? Because it's shiny. Well, I guess. And one more thing, I guess. While we're on the subject of uh, VR, they Sony announced their PSVR two. That's that's a pretty big announcement. Uh yeah. Except for nobody can get a PS five, so who's gonna buy one? <laughs> you know. Uh, I mean, apparently it's got new controllers uh, that kind of look like the Oculus controllers. And then uh, it's got 4K screens in there, one for each eye and they're OLED. So, so they're, they're going to try to push uh, 4K resolution to your eyeballs. And then um, I don't know if they said if it was going to have like a wireless option or fewer cords because did you ever play a PSVR? No, I played the oh Ocul- God, I played the original Oculus and I played the Oculus um, Quest Two, but I've not played PlayStation VR ever. I, I I've seen videos online, but I'm not really done enough, uh, you know, first person experience with that. So the so the Quest Two, you know, is like completely wireless. You put the headset on, and you can play just like that. Um, right. PSVR required a breakout box to your PlayStation with HDMI pass through. Um, that didn't support 4K pass-through. So if you're playing on a 4K TV and one of the 4K resolution, you'd have to disconnect the breakout box, plug the HDMI directly into your 
your uh, television. And then there was like seven other cables and some USB things to go with. It was, it was a pain in the ass. Like it was horrible. Like the, the games that came out for it were great. They had some really good ones, uh, but just setting it up was just horrible. And then if you weren't going to play, it was like you had to take it completely apart and God forbid you lose a cable. That does not sound like a good time, dude. No, dudes. So I'm hoping, and I don't know if they did or not. I, I can't remember. Uh, mostly because like, yeah, it was a cool announcement, but I can't find a PS5. And I live in a part of the world where they're more readily available, believe it or not. Um, so since I can't find a PS5, I also don't care about the PSVR 2. Until you magically get a PS5 and then you're like, I care. I care so much. I'm t- well, we're looking, man. Like my wife really wants to play Ratchet. Like she, she brings up Ratchet and Clank like once a week. Right? Ratchet and Clank's amazing, dude. That's the first game I'm playing on PS5. Like I know it ships with like the Astros Big Adventure or whatever that game's Playroom called. Like, or play- whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, like the PlayStation History one. But dude, I'm a massive Ratchet and Clank fan and I've played every single one up to this point, except the new one, of course. Um, but that one looks really cool. Returnal looks really fun too. Yeah, and they finally fixed Returnal so you can actually save in the middle of a run since runs can take you in here from three to four hours. Right. <laughs> uh, you got you know, time, it's fine. Miles, Miles Morales looks cool. I want to play that. Um, I know you can get it on PS4, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> I want to run it on that PS5, so. You know, Horizon looks good. I want to play that. Gran Turismo um, 7 comes out uh, in March, I think. March, I don't care. Like... I have, I have four what? I have Forza. Yeah, but Gran Turismo is still cool, though. And Forza, like Forza Motorsport proper is supposed to come out this year. So you're telling okay. me that with as good as Forza 5 Horizon looks, that when you don't have to worry about an open world, they're not, they're not going to make Gran Turismo look like the little brother? I guess it depends on what Gran Turismo does. I mean, they haven't really updated their formula in no. years and years and years, so I don't expect them like, and, to do that now. It needs to be updated. That formula is super archaic. Pick, pick your car, drive around the track, that kind of stuff. I mean, that's like, well, that's been the Gran I mean, Turismo's formula for years. That's fine. Pick my car and drive around the track. But they mm-hmm. also had this stupid license thing in there where you had to get your license and you couldn't drive certain cars unless you did like all the stupid skills tests. You know what, man? Give me a freaking Ferrari and just let <laughs> me figure it out. Dude, this can be an agree to disagree moment because I loved the licensing sections and I loved trying to get like the, you know, platinum or the gold or whatever the highest metal oh was like on, on each thing. Dude, I, ser- I genuinely did. I would sit there for uh, like yeah. hours and, and I would perfect those like sections of the track. And then when I raced the sections of the track, dude, I was like that much of a better of a racer for it. Just saying. Yeah. Gran Turismo is the Dark Souls of racing games because it's but, not really fun for anybody. But I like Dark Souls. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But oh yeah, I mean, so Gran Turismo comes in May, I think. I like listening. Supposedly. I like listening to Jimmy Worldwide play Gran Turismo. <laughs> you would. You're the only person. <laughs> only one. That's um, not true. There's at least one other listener that's gonna write in and back me up on this. They're gonna they're no, gonna email they would have written in already. They're gonna they're gonna email VMHH podcast at gmail.com and say, Josh, I got you. I love Gran Turismo and I love I love Jimmy World. I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's why we're best friends now. We're doing a podcast. Well, it's PlayStation, so in order to like listen to Jimmy Eat World while you play Grand Turismo, you probably have to buy an accessory. What is this accessory? It's called the middle. It's two hundred dollars. Oh my god. 
you know what? Like, so I was trying to hook up my PlayStation 4 the other day just because, man, I want to like finish Ghost of Tsushima and, and some other stuff, <coughs> you know? And uh, yeah, I can't find my PlayStation 4 controller. Those things are like $79. Yeah, they're not cheap. No, thank you. I went through, dude, I probably went through more controllers on the PS4 than any other system I've owned previously. And like, I took really good care of my controllers. Like I didn't do anything other than play the, play the game, set the controller back down and, you know, rinse and repeat. But for some reason, I was like, dude, I went through probably four or five controllers, which is a lot for me. And they just completely stopped working. And I, and I don't know why. Well, uh, here's some news for you. The PS5 is not any better. You mean like they just break the same way? Yeah, they, they break the same way. They suffer from uh, like stick drift really bad. Um, really? Yeah. So, and and I don't know if Sony has a fix for it yet, but I know a bunch of the podcasts I listen to, a lot of those people were like, yeah, I've been through like two or three controllers already. That's so weird. I wonder, I wonder what changed or if anything changed. To be honest with you, the stick drift might be caused by like uh, all the haptic feedback they put in there. Those are all little vibrations, right? So you, every time that goes off, uh, you're, you're vibrating the innards of the controller. And I wonder if that's just causing an issue after so much. It's just like, you know, your, your, your joystick, something happens and it's, it, it's off. Yeah, it could be for sure. I, I haven't experienced the haptic feedback I, I i do know what it is um that's a good point though i mean the it's like anything else it's like the more stuff you cram into something you know the more likely you are to have issues or something weird go on with it so i mean that that would make sense did you uh did you ever play state of decay no i know about that game as well but never played it so uh so um they uh came out with state of decay 2 uh, and I think it's Play Dead or Undead Labs. It might be Undead Labs that makes that game. And Microsoft just acquired them. Yeah, I mean, cool. it's always been a Microsoft exclusive anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're kind of an indie studio and their games are always really janky. They're fun and people really like them, but they're janky. And uh, <laughs> so came out this week, Microsoft acquired Undead Labs. So now they will personally fund State of Decay 3, which got announced last year so that's pretty cool that's a big uh it's a big thing nowadays just you know people buying games and or not games but buying licenses you know making games all that sort of stuff it's like that's kind of i mean it's it's been that way for a long time like everything kind of always comes down to the money right right yep sure enough there's god of war advertised right there on the game store 50 bucks yeah yep Got a war. Fitty, fitty dollars. Fitty bones. That's kind of cool, though, man. That uh, there is was some, cool. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, the PC version, came out as well, I believe. That's cool. We need to play that game together, too, man. We got a lot of co-op games we got to catch up on. We do. Plus, there's an expansion coming for Monster Hunter Rise. I know. That new expansion looks so cool. Not that the base game's not big enough, right? Right. That we haven't, like, we haven't touched yet. I know, because just all these games, man, all these games take so much time and energy and space. It's just like, it's crazy. There's there's not really like a whole lot of short games. And if there is a short game, short's considered like probably five or six hours nowadays, which is still like... No, no it's 250 hours. Get it right. 250 hours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shortest game you can ever play. 
Oh, I know. So between Rainbow Six and then you got po- the new Pokemon game comes out at the end of the month. Uh, the open world one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Legend of Acrius, something like that. Yeah. Acrius, Arceus. I don't know. Legend um, of Legend of Pikachu. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so between like Rainbow Six, that, then you got Destiny in February, Horizon in February. Something else in February, too. I forgot. I don't know. And then you got a bunch of stuff coming in like May. You know, there's no no shortage of games. I don't have enough time. Right. I know. Unless unless you get COVID and you're stuck at home for two weeks. Yeah. Unless I get COVID and I'm stuck at home. I hope not, though. Yeah, dude. Well, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like you think like, okay, like two weeks, that's not, I'm going to just chill and this is going to be great. But like, dude, that first week I had COVID, even video games sounded like just not fun. It just like, just your body, my body anyway, was like so achy. I'm just like, I don't want to sit and just play a game. Like I had to force myself to get up and walk around my house a little bit. Um, just so like my muscles wouldn't feel like all sore and intense, man. It was not a good time. Yeah. So anyway, but, vi- but yeah, video man, games. I, I think for this week, that's probably going to do it. Yeah. We talked a lot about music during the uh, the first part of this episode before I had to take that, that phone call. So this is technically uh, part two, but it's all good. And uh, yeah, we'll just throw it together and it'll sound amazing. Yeah. Hopefully I don't know how to edit, so it's probably going to sound like trash, but Hey, well, it'll sound not- better than Jimmy E world. So we're good there. <laughs> I'm not even mad. That was a good joke. I t- I'll take that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to listen to Jimmy E world by play Gran Turismo. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I need some by meat. yourself, the only person. By myself. Oh, that's correct. The game just crashes. It's like no, and I'm like, what do you mean no? It says just take some time. <laughs> <laughs> A little girl, you're in the middle of the ride. <laughs> yes, <laughs> got to do those license tests because everything, everything is gonna be all right. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> you love it. You love it. You're secretly a Jimmy World fan. You just don't want. You don't want to admit it. Yeah, no. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, thank you. That's so funny. No, thank you. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you have an amazing week. And like I said uh, previously, if you would like to email us, like we had one email already, we'd love to get some more. Um, our email is the MHH podcast at gmail.com. And our Twitter handle is the same thing. So at the MHH podcast. So hit us up. Uh, Like I said, there's got to be at least one person out there that stumbles across this. And they're like, I like Gran Turismo. I like Jimmy E. World. So write in and help me prove Nick wrong. Okay. That I'm not the only one. Okay. Somebody out there, somebody out there is going to back me up on this. I know you are. You're listening. Do it right now. The MHH podcast at gmail.com. Nick, any last thoughts, my friend? Nope. I'm just sorry that you listened to, to dumpster music. You're like the trash panda of media. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Next episode of the podcast right now, I'm, I'm saying we're going to talk about stuff that you hate. And, uh, yeah, and I'm going to tell you why it sucks. Hey, you should just change your, your gamer tag to the trash panda of media. <laughs> the trash media trash panda. Media trash panda. Media. What does trash that even panda? mean? It means he listens to Jimmy E World. That's what it means. That guy listens to Jimmy E World for sure. I can feel it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no.
That's amazing. Hey, wait, before you go, doesn't Billy Talent, doesn't the new Billy Talent album come out Friday? <coughs> or, is um, Friday? or is it this week or next week? <coughs> Let's find out. Excuse me, man. Stupid. Sorry, man. I, they, they released no, a new song and, and I was just thinking about it. Yeah, new song's good too. Let's see. I know the new um, Under Oath comes out on Friday, finally. Which is pretty cool. Uh, January 21st. So yeah, it comes out oh. ne- next week. So next Friday. Bummer. That was, but the new single is really good. So if you're looking for something new to listen to, we talked about music uh, the first part of this episode. Um, but yeah, the new Billy Talent single is really good. Um, there's a, another band that I'll mention real quickly that that I really like that also released a new single. They're a band called Stop, Drop, Rewind. And there's a period after each of the words if you're looking it up on Spotify and it's spelled out. So just stop, period, drop, period, rewind, period. And the single is called uh, Air Quotes. And it's a really catchy song. They're a pretty cool, like goofy, nerdy band, uh, but definitely like pop punk. So if you want some pop punk, check that out. The new Billy Talent single is amazing. And uh, that should, you know, coast you through till our next episode. All right, man. Cool. Well, have a good one, buddy. And uh, we'll talk to talk to our listeners next time. Peace out. Dip mix out. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha.